Welcome to the Newsbusters podcast with your host, executive editor of Newsbusters, Tim Graham. Hello and welcome. And yes, the election season, it's finally over. This is where you look at these results and you say, why is there a runoff election in Georgia when it ends up exactly the same way it did before? We remove the libertarian and the Democrat still wins. Boring. We can tell you this. The news media was just as anti-Walker during the runoff period. The fact checkers were just as rough on Walker during the uh, runoff period. No surprises there. Hey, here's a surprise, though. My boy Ben made a video of a crazy professor at Rutgers saying white people are committed to being villains and we got to take these MFers out. That's your educational system. That's your Big Ten school. So uh, uh, this is a video from last year, but Christopher Rufo shared it. Libs of TikTok shared it. So it's kind of a hot new thing all over again. Uh, you can see it. It's crazy. At the top of the page, to the Twitter page for MRC TV. Joining us today on the Newsbusters podcast... He's a regular, he's fiery, he's feisty, it's Joseph Vasquez, and he's here because he has a new report, 29 pages. Sorry, Tim. No, I have no. to be thorough. It's solid, it's <laughs> substantive. It's 29 pages of anti-Semitism. No! Oh, you just used one of the buzzwords. Let's... Let's start there. So basically, you're, this is a report, and it's part of a series, into how Soros is one of the philanthropists today who's really manipulating the media world. I mean, that's, that's kind of the, the meta story here, if I can use meta and not refer to Facebook. But let's, start, let's just start before we get into the substance of the report. Uh, what is this problem where, where the left does this thing, where they always have to suggest... Somehow, Soros cannot be criticized, that anyone who criticizes Soros, including fervent Judeo-Christians like you and me, how, how do we get to be anti-Semites? Well, this is the way that Soros pretty much remains insulated from any kind of media coverage that happens to be negative. It's, it's, it's a brilliant tactic. You know, they just go straight for the identity politics. But, you know, if any billionaire, it doesn't matter who it is, if it's George Soros or Bill Gates, if any of them are wielding enormous control over the flow of information, guess what? You open yourself up to scrutiny and criticism, legitimate scrutiny and criticism. It doesn't have anything to do with race. It has everything to do about where your money's going and how it's influencing the information that we receive via TV, broadcast, radio, um, digital, and print. You know, so guess what? If you're spending that much money to make a footprint on the information that the American people and guess what? People in many different countries are receiving. Guess what? We have, we. it's perfectly legitimate to look into that. But what does the leftist media do? Anytime you raise criticism of source, oh my God, you're an anti-Semite. G give me a break. I mean, it's so weak, especially when you look at someone like Soros, who is willing, who is able to influence the media the way that he does. It is just downright enormous. Yeah, so let's let's get to that. Here's the big number. And Brent Bozell uh, sort of revealed these results on Fox News at night. Um, you uncovered 253 media organizations worldwide that can, can be connected to George Soros via his 
big funding operation at what they call the Open Society Foundations. And so this is one of those things. Brent actually said Soros hates the Judeo-Christian tradition. So that's that's a shot back at the anti-Semitism. But yes, the, the irony of all this, Joey, is we are all sitting here right now in real time watching people like Chris Hayes rip Elon Musk like these billionaires and their silly toys, you know, like I tweeted over that. Now do Bezos, <laughs> you know, is we know that they'll they're they're going to treat what it's fascinating to me, though, that they would treat Elon Musk like a media company, like an owner of The Washington Post. Obviously, social media platform is a much more democratic institution in that we all get to contribute to it than the Washington Post is. The Washington Post is only a democratic institution with a capital D. <laughs> you know, we don't get to speak in the Washington Post. So uh, this, here you said, uh, or Bozell pointed this also, George Soros made a statement to the New York Times that he was actively engaged in bending the arc of history in the right direction. What is it worldwide they're trying to accomplish? George Soros was asked that question, and his answer, you know, what, what do you want? His answer to me is chilling. It chills me to the bone. His answer was, I want to change the arc of history. That's how ambitious this man is. He hates the Judeo-Christian Christian tradition. He is out to destroy the underpinnings of Western civilization, and he's using 36 billion dollars that he is spending on it. This man is serious. He's on a mission. He's the biggest supporter of the Democratic Party. He's the biggest supporter of radical information all over the world. I think, look, I think he's dangerous. He has the right to do it. He has every right to do that. But I think the world needs to understand this is a dangerous man. Well, I mean, it goes it goes even worse than that. When you look at, you know, Soros, what he said in the New York Times in 2019. Yes, you know what? That was scary. That was tyrannical that was just this downright dystopian. I mean, it's for someone with that kind of hubris, but this is typical of Soros. As a matter of fact, in his book, The Alchemy of Finance, he had he admitted at, at the end of his book that he always harbored a quote, exaggerated view of his self-importance. Yes. And this, this, is gonna, this is gonna put it all together. This is what he said, quote, in The Alchemy of Finance, quote, to put it bluntly, I fancied myself as some kind of God or economic reformer. Yes, I said God like Keynes, or even better, a scientist like Einstein. That's how he views himself. He always, this is his exaggerated view of himself. He said, quote, that he always fancied himself as some kind of, quote, God. Now, if you have a radical open society worldview that is that is intent on fomenting racial unrest, that is promoting climate change radicalism, that is promoting the denigration of national sovereignty and promotion of international law, having superiority over over or, or, over over sovereign states. This is for someone with that kind of hubris spending that kind of money. Guess what? It is going to raise red flags. And the fact that he has this footprint on these many media outlets is just case in point. Yes. And so. I'm going to run through these in my own little way. Some of the some of the things that you mentioned here, um, sort of in the way that uh, the outlets the, that uh, upset me the most. So, of course, I'm going right to NPR. <laughs> uh, of course, NPR uh, received six hundred thousand dollars from Soros in 2016. You know, this is the same time that uh, Soros is funding other 
outlets like Media Matters, I know that's kind of the connection we were making at the time. And, and I believe that what they said at the time was, oh, we're going to use the Soros money to fund news operations in the 50 states, like state capitals and so on and so forth. Well, all I know, Joey, is that, you know, David Folkenflik, NPR's media correspondent, would go after Fox News. He does that quite routinely. And I would say, David Folkenflik, the George Soros fellow in Fox hatred, you know, and he'd be like, oh, that's not what he gave his money for. Well, okay, but obviously, yes, Soros. And Soros on the left, NPR on the left, this is sort of a natural match. Oh, absolutely. If you just look at the propaganda that NPR just puts out there, um, you know, it, it, it's just case in point. I mean, in, in one particular example that we cited, uh, one NPR reporter tried to compare Republicans who were pressuring, I mean, who were pressuring Governor Greg Abbott, Abbott to establish uh, stronger borders. He compared those Republicans to the shooter at the El Paso Walmart. In, in 2019, he compared he com- this this NPR reporter compared Republicans to a murderer. But if you're thinking about it, if if you look at the look at the money that if you could just trace the money, it goes back to Soros. So the fact that this is kind of propaganda and radicalism, it's just par for the course. I mean, you know, it's a leftist operation that also happens to be financed by your tax dollars. So the fact that there's a Soros connection, <laughs> yeah. I think I would like to explain to our listeners that, you know, we like to say defund NPR a lot. And when we're saying that, what we basically mean by that is NPR should be funded by the, you know, George Soros or Bill Gates because that's the natural audience. It's unfair for the federal government to take money from you and me and other conservatives and give it to the Soros radio network. That's just what's wrong with, with the system. So, if they want to use this so-called public broadcasting system, then the left should just fund it directly. I mean, the left funds it a lot. This is part of it. Uh, but uh, but we would certainly like to see that NPR, you know, go on its own and not take money from us to attack us and to call us hardliners and compare us to assassins or mass shooters. No, thank you. Uh, one of the other ones, which I think is... Is, is is obvious, maybe not as well known as NPR, but that is something called the Pointer Institute, which is based in Florida. Um, if you're not aware, people, the Pointer Institute is the parent organization of PolitiFact, which is almost the most hilarious fact-checking organization. But then there's Snopes. Uh, so... <laughs> Snopes, you know, Snopes devoted to those noble fact-checking efforts like, is this actually a black elephant? Or, you know what I mean? They, it's a clickbait site for the most part. and uh, But PolitiFact, as we've demonstrated a lot here at Newsbusters, uh, is, a, is a, a, an extremely slanted fact-checking operation. Uh, you know, I'm, we were just pointing out that in the Georgia Senate race, uh, Raphael Warnock never was mostly false, false, or pants on fire. Herschel Walker was never mostly true or true. Um, and that just shows you the mentality. And and it shows you they don't care that newsbusters can line these up and show them to people. Uh, so now what do you have and what were you talking about? Oh, something called the IFCN, right? It's the International Fact-Checking Network. It is like the coup de grace of the fact-checking operation. It works with over 100 fact-checking networks 
organizations across the world. And guess what? If you want to be considered a legitimate fact checker, you need to get be you need to get be a signatory of the IFCN, which also happens to be funded by guess who? George Soros. Mm-hmm. So, so if you just see, if you're wondering why. PolitiFact or Lead Stories or Agents France Press or these other organizations that are slapping, you know, they're issuing these fact checks and then these big tech platforms slap labels on your posts saying that you're putting out false information and then you're wondering why it has a left wing skew. Well, it operates under a source funded network. And guess what? If you get fact check on these platforms, you can get censored. You can get banned if the if these organizations determine that you're putting out false information or whatever. I mean, but if you trace the money, if you follow the money back, it goes right back to George Soros. So, it, so the fact that he's that he's financing operations that are looking to censor people on the internet and 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 so on and so forth. It's case in point. They're a ministry of truth. The Pointer Institute is a ministry of truth, and it builds itself as the global leader in journalism as the gold standard. So if they have that exaggerated view of themselves, guess what? It makes sense then that they would house an international fact-checking network to act as the de facto truth gatekeeper of the flow of information online. It's egregious and scary at worst. Yeah, I think that the, uh, you know... To the same degree that Facebook is global or Twitter is global, the fact-checking is also trying to be global. And this is where, yeah, somebody like George Soros, who doesn't just have ambitions in the United States, but does see himself as what, yes, the global Einstein uh, of policy, um, is going to try to sell his his left-wing view of everything in every country that's got these social media outlets. So it's natural, it makes sense, that he would fund something called the International Fact-Checking Network. This again, Joey, though, just seems to me that left-wing billionaires today, Bezos included, uh, buy these, either buy an outlet outright like Bezos or fund them all through through, uh, philanthropy like Soros, and then the coverage they get is even more positive than they would naturally get because they're seen as pro-journalism. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it, it just goes to show that the, that the that the image that they try to portray themselves as being the archetypical defenders of truth, so to speak. But when you follow the money and you see that there is a special interest involved, it obliterates that image. But the thing is, is that this data is out there, but because of the hubris, they don't think that people are going to be savvy enough to actually look at the financials and say, oh, you were funded by this ideologue. Oh, you were funded by this billionaire. So it puts a whole different spin on the stories and the narratives that they put out there. And they're not unbiased individuals. They have, a, they have an agenda. And it happens to be financed by one of the most radical billionaires on planet Earth. Uh, then there's a group, maybe not as many people know this one, but we certainly do, a group called Free Press, which is a really a badly named group. You know, we may have a boring name, the Media Research Center. That's way too bland for how nutty you people are. Um, These people call themselves free press, which is not really accurate because they don't really believe in a free press. Uh, They believe in something called media reform, which means we want the left wing to be the full-throated dominant uh, force in everything. Um, And so... Uh, Robert McChesney, I forget, is the co-founder of that. He's definitely a radical lefty. You had a quote here about where he openly endorsed socialism. On a socialist magazine called Monthly Review. It's an immediate socialist magazine. Right. And this, he said something. This is the founder of Free Press. 
which uh, again happens to be funded by Soros, um, quote, our job is to make media reform part of our broader struggle for democracy, social justice, and there we say it, socialism. And this identifies the apparatus that free press operates under. I mean, they were one of the groups that tried to lobby the FCC, the Federal Communications Commission, to label President Donald Trump, while he's president, his coronavirus briefings as hoaxes. He they tried to get a government agency to turn against the president of the United States. I mean, it, it, and it goes even farther than that. I mean, the free press has been going after the FCC for a long time now. Right. And in one particular petition, it wanted it to, to examine its history of racism, you know, so to speak. And in the comment section of their petition, they had an extreme, an extreme comment for some radical. They had an open comment section. Um, and in, in the petition, it said this. Uh it had expletives in there. How, how come this is the quote that was in their petition? Quote, how come we have blank, blank, like Fox and the other ultra conservative outlets and Christians owning most of our media? What happened to separation of church and state? This is what the quote says. Are we going to have to shoot Republicans to reclaim our democracy? This was included in the petition that they sent to the FCC. <laughs> <laughs> But again, this this is an operation that's funded by George Soros. So you see this kind of nuttiness that just slips through the grapevine. Of course, they were forced to retract that comment when when they got smeared for it all over the internet. But it just goes to show this is how radi radically left wing these people are. And you know the fact that they're funded by Soros, come on, it's like it's like eye roll at this point. Yeah, I think that the the whole idea that if you're of the opinion that the majority of the media is right wing and Christian. I don't know what media you're looking at. Um, you know, it, even Fox News, I would say, if you watch Fox News on a regular basis, uh, I wouldn't call that a Christian site. Not, you know, some of the segments they've done on transgenderism have not exactly been Christian conservative segments. I mean, obviously, yes, they are more respectful to church-going Christians than the rest of the media. But just to think that the majority of the media is some sort of right-wing Christian enterprise is just bizarre. And I know Free Press as one of these groups that gets very, very involved in trying to make sure there's no attack on public broadcasting's funding. Um, and, you know, they're, they're, they, these people really do believe in government-funded journalism, and we've seen a lot of that. Did you, did you address that, just the whole trend that you and I are seeing in the way that the the left wants the federal government to fund news outlets? <laughs> well, actually, one of the groups that we happened to list in our profile was from the Media Democracy Fund. Um, they're, they consider themselves to be at the intersection between digital technology and racial justice or, or social justice, I believe it is, social justice. So, of course, if you have a, have a, have a, have a, a mission statement that talks about social justice, you already know that this is, you know, it's going to characterize a lot of the content that you put out there. And one of the things that they have there is called a Disinfo Defense League, right, which is a, a compilation of different organizations that sign on to their, to their statement. And one of the things that they want to do in a petition, in a, in a manifesto to Congress, they want government to create a local media cartel by taxing, um, by tax, by taxing certain organizations in order to fund these local media outlets. So they want NPR on a broader scale, uh, digital, you know, uh, digital uh, print, you name it. If it's local media, the Disinfo Defense League. 
funded by the MDF or, you know, a project of the MDF wants to make sure that the government is involved in journalism. I'm, I'm sure that, you know, these people can look at Britain, for example, and the British Broadcasting Corporation is funded by a tax on the sale of televisions. Uh, and so when you buy a TV, you end up contributing to the BBC. And I'm sure that the left is always like, we need that here in America. We need to tax media outlets or social media outlets or something um, and fund left-wing media outlets with with tax dollars. And it's like, so we're sitting here saying our solution to make this country more fair and balanced, more democratic, is to stop taking our tax dollars to hit us in the head with. And they're like, no, 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 double down, double down. We need more. The uh, Let's look now at some of the things you were that are lesser known that you have made a point of talking about in this report. Now, you can print this thing out. It's right there. If you go to the to Newsbusters where Joey's written this report, there's a link there. You can print out the whole 29 pages. Get out your yellow highlighter <laughs> and enjoy. Uh, let's talk about uh, Project Syndicate because uh, you say there's no publication that exemplifies Soros' hold in the global media more than Project Syndicate that dubs itself the world's opinion page. This is arguably the most powerful media outlet that Soros funds. This is an organization that operates in over 156 countries, publishes in 66 different languages, works with 508 media outlets around the world, and has, this is just in 2021, it's had its columns appear uh, published 20,000 times across these countries that it works with. This outlet has former heads of state working, uh, writing for it. It has prominent CEOs of big businesses working for it. Vice President Al Gore is one of them. They have uh, Sundar Pichai is listed. Uh, the Google CEO is listed as a contributor. This is the craziest one. Our former Iranian president and, and uh, anti-Israel politician Hassan Rouhani. Right. This is the this is the former president of Iran who hates Israel and hates the United States. Project Syndicate allowed this man to publish an op-ed in 2014 threatening conflict with the United States if an agreement did not come with regards to their nuclear program. They allowed Hassan Rouhani to publish on this global page and spread his anti-American propaganda across the globe. Soros himself is published at least 115 times in this publication. And he financed it to the tune of $1.5 million just between 2016 and 2020 alone. This is a powerful and dangerous outlet that, that, that influences media on a global scale. So naturally, I get a little smirk on my face and say, okay, so we're the anti-Semites, but Soros is providing a platform for Iranian nuts who hate Israel. Uh, Which one of us is more anti-Semitic? Exactly. And as a matter of fact, in one of the outlets, another one of the outlets that we found, Open Democracy, which is a global uh, a global outlet that be, that's based in the UK, one of the articles that we found that this organization had published justified the launch of terrorist rockets into Israel as a, as a, as a proper response to what it dubbed a, quote, colonial power. So it justified rockets being launched into Israel. But meanwhile, we can't criticize Soros because then you get accused by the media of being anti-Semite. <laughs> Give me a break. Now, I know that they always say to you, you, you can't say being critical of Israel 
uh, means you're anti-Semitic. Well, no, this is the same game you're playing with us. Criticism of Soros somehow is automatically equated as anti-Semitic. But I think, yes, if you hate that the Jewish state exists, uh, that at least suggests that you don't get to accuse us of anti-Semitism, I would think. Uh, you're saying uh, this open democracy attracts more than 11 million visits per year and publishes in Russian, Spanish, and Portuguese as well in English. As in English. I mean, this is where, yes, we don't really have much of an idea of just how much Soros is doing. Let's bring up one more that you don't have in this report, and that is ProPublica. Now, I think some people have heard of ProPublica. Certainly, it's a, a highly respected institution in the what we would call the leftist media um, that's won Pulitzer Prizes, that works with NPR, that works with other um, media outlets. Uh, Soros is one of their benefactors. Oh, yes, yes, he, he, he most certainly is. As a matter of fact, he gave over $1.4 million to ProPublica between 2016 and 2019. And just to give you an insight into how, you know, radical this publication is. It's another one of those pointer institute types that consider themselves to be the archetype of good journalism. It lambasted the Biden administration for caving to Republicans, um, you know, with regards to the disinformation governance board. When the disinformation governance board collapsed, ProPublica put out a piece that was whining that Biden was caving to Republicans. And this is a massive, a massive investigative journalism outfit that is highly influential. When they publish a report, Boom, it gets elevated by multiple different media outlets all, you know, all across the United States, and it gets elevated. The fact that and, and, and the fact that Soros funds it, I mean, come on, it's, 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 it's just case in point. Now let's wrap up with one other thought you, you, you uh, caused me to remember. In your report, when we talk about the so-called disinformation governance board, they, there's a Soros connection there too. Yes, there is. As a matter of fact, um, the principal deputy general counsel for the DHS under uh, Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, Jennifer Daskal, was the founding editor of a, of a progressive national security blog called Just Security. Guess who funds Just Security? Mm -hmm. Soros. And guess what? To make matters worse, Jennifer Daskal also used to work for Soros. Personally, as an Open Society Institute fellow focusing on technology and privacy and something like that. And she happened to co-chair the Disinformation Governance Board. <laughs> yeah, see, this reminds me, Joey, this is a little before your time. You know, one of our benefactors and, and somebody who supported a lot of conservative journalism was a guy named Richard Scaife. And once again, the news media treated him like an evil, rich person. Um, because they didn't like the flavor of the journalism he was funding and the media watchdoggery being done by the Media Research Center and, and uh, the American Spectator, some of the uh, investigative journalism into the Clintons at the American Spectator. They had something called the Arkansas Project. Boy, did the media hate that. And, and we did a special report back then called Conspiracy to Commit Journalism. So maybe... <laughs> Maybe that's the way they're seeing you now. It's like, oh, you're just anti-journalism. But I think the, you know, obviously the point of this is journalism today is it's not always, oh, we're going to be very fair and balanced and have no agenda. I think much, much of journalism today uh, comes from a point of view. Um, it's just that they like the left likes to present themselves as the mainstream and somehow non-ideological. It's one of the things that drives us a little nuts. 
Well, the thing is, that's why they don't want you to look at the funding that they have and, you know, the influence in the ties that, that they have that can present potential conflicts of interest. Because once you find them, it blows their their non-ideological positioning out of the water. It shows, okay, you do have an agenda. You get money. I mean, money talks louder than words, in my opinion. I mean, I've been researching on Soros money for a lot of, you know, for, for my years here at the MRC. And one of the things that you that you come to know when looking at this amount of money that flows in and out of these media organizations, guess what? Money talks. And money's going to influence the way that you cover certain stories. And if you ignore certain stories, it's going to influence the way you cover things. And guess what? For them to make themselves out to be that they're not ideological, that they're, oh, they're middle of the playing field is a complete and utter joke. And the money that these people get, that, they, that, they, that these journalists get, the ties that they have to radical leftists like George Soros blows that narrative out of the water. Now, you know, when I was a young man, uh, in 1987, I worked at a group called the Capital Research Center. That's where I learned about George Soros. It goes back at least that far. George Soros at that time was funding a lot of interesting things. He was actually funding some kinds of civic organizations in Hungary when it was still basically a Soviet client state. So at the time, they probably would have said he was funding democracy. But, you know, it was probably, again, Hungarian communist friends of his. But I... I, uh, you know, he has been a player on the stage for quite some time, um, probably, though, has become more of a fixture in uh, presidential politics over the last few cycles. Um, uh, certainly, I remember he was very, very prominent in the bush Kerry race in 04. And then you pointed out again, was it in 2020 or 2022 when he was the largest funder of politics? It was in this election cycle in 2022. The New York Times called him the largest donor of the 2022 election cycle. And he doled out $128 million. A majority of that, of the side that like, like 98% of that went towards his super PAC, his powerful super PAC called democracy PAC, which is heavily involved in trying to get left uh, leftists elected to office. I mean, you know, it, it, it just goes to show that he's not just influenced in media. He's, he's influential in economics. He's influential in, in politics. He's influential in government. I mean, this this is just this is just what he does. Like he, he has he has his reach into so many different sectors of society. And it's not just limited to the U.S. It's all over the place, including the European Union, including the U.K., France and, uh, and Poland, Hungary, before Hungary decided that they didn't want Soros' involvement there. I mean, he's actively trying to make sure that his open society worldview gets adopted on a worldwide scale. So he and he's willing to use the money to do it. So the Media Research Center has kind of had this special project researching George Soros through the MRC business guys. And that's uh, that is now Joseph. Joseph is the guy that's, as you could tell, is he's in depth on this. He's actually having to read books this guy wrote or that somebody wrote under his name. Uh so he, he is your expert. So, hey, anybody else in the media who wants to talk about Soros in the media, you got to call up Joseph Vasquez. Well, I mean, you know, it, it's it's the data that's there, Tim. It's there for everyone to see. If you go to the Open Society Foundation's database, they're very explicit about who they fund and where the money's going. But guess what? These people are so filled with hubris that they that they don't even think that people are going to do the investigative work. It's there for everyone to see. Federal Elections Commission records, it's there for everyone to see. You know, you just need to just turn over a few rocks and then you'll find them. It's available for the American people. It's not just for me. It's anyone who wants to look into the influence that billionaires like George Soros wield. Just look at the database. Look at the records and you'll see it for yourself. So, yeah, the, the Media Research Center, we're not just sitting here like uh, taking down the latest insanity from Joy Reid. We're actually doing some journalism here and not just saying 
Can you believe what they said last night on the CNN? Uh, thank you, Joey. Uh, I, before we wrap, I have to make this point to you. I promised uh, our internship program. We like to boast about our internship program because interns don't come in here and just go, hey, get me a sandwich. Uh, you know, our interns generally sit down, put on a set of headphones and go right to work and do the kind of work the rest of us do. So we just wanted to make the point at this point, if you're a young person or if you have a conservative child or grandchild, it's it's time now to apply for the MRC's paid spring inter- internship season, January 16 to April 7. This is the premier program for students looking to advance their career in conservative media. I have to tell you, we have MRC interns all over the media landscape. We even have a few that escaped the conservative media. Oh, well, still trained by the MRC. Interns here work alongside those of us old and gray professionals, old, gray, and fat, uh, to, uh, to figure out you know, how we identify and expose media bias. So it's a 12-week program, and while they're here doing the work, they also attend uh, weekly workshops and seminars with conservative speakers. So it's just, it's just fantastic. And we've had interns that get to ask fun questions at White House briefings or house uh, house press conferences uh, it's just we just think it's a it's a great thing for the young people to do so if you want to apply you got to contact Carrie Lancaster she's one of the nicest happiest people you'll meet it's at clancaster at mrc.org so if you if you have anybody you'd like to set up for that let us know we also have a very active summer internship program we've got young people all over the building when we're doing that so until next time if you want to go to newsbusters you got to get all your updates on the media bias and on the george soros global conspiracy you got to come to newsbusters once twice 24 times a day thanks for checking in